Hi, everyone. Welcome to Merch Money. Today we have Laura Burke on the call with us. Hi, so welcome, Laura. Hi, hey, Laura. Hey. Great to um, be here. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. And um, unfortunately, Amy Springer can't make the call today, so we will miss her. Um, but I know it's her son's birthday today, so I don't know if that's why, but I'm sure they're out having fun. Um, so anyway, I guess we'll just go ahead and go around and everybody introduce themselves. So Merch Mama, you want to go first? Sure. I'm Michelle Wentworth. I'm Merch Mama. And I know we usually talk about what's a positive thing that's been going on this week. And for me, um, I'm getting back into a regular routine of designing and uploading. Um, kind of in June, I was all over the place. I was everywhere traveling. And in July, it was hard getting back into the groove. So I really wasn't uploading much. So now I'm getting into that groove. So I'm getting myself ready for Q4. So that's my positive thing. Awesome. Great. All right. Bree? Sure. Hey, guys. I'm Bree Green. Um, let's see. I am all over the place right now. <laughs> like, literally, uh, just doing a lot of traveling. And so, um, oh, we have our Columbus, Ohio meetup coming up. So I've just kind of been bouncing around between um, Minneapolis, and I was in Andover last weekend, uh, working with clients, setting up their stuff for Q4. Tech and Orbit Kit and Princey and um, I mean I'm just living print on demand so <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. But I saw pictures of your warehouse today, so it looks like you what? shipped something out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I still do some uh, a little bit of Amazon FBA and eBay <laughs> and Etsy and Banana. Got a few She's others. our like miracle lady. I don't know how she does it. <laughs> Keto. Like endless energy. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. Amy. Hey, everyone. I'm Marketing Mayhem Girl, and otherwise known as Amy Nicholas. And uh, I'm just excited for, I've, I've been focused a lot on my activities that I'm doing in my business and making sure that I'm only doing the things I really, really enjoy doing. And the more I do that, the more fulfilled I feel in what I'm mm -hmm. trying to accomplish <laughs> versus just being like, I just got to upload shirts all day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, there's just either you got to find the joy in that or there's just, you got to do something else. Um, <laughs> but that was one thing. And I'm excited to be going to the Seattle conference in September. So if anybody is going to the merch conference, I will see you there. All right, and our guest, Laura Burke. Well, I'm Laura Burke. Um, I'm the creator of the Pod Squad. And do you want me to say what I'm proud of this week? Yeah, yeah. I cleaned up this disaster area, I call it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just, just for us? Yes, that's, and that's pretty much it. You know, I had a lot of personal things going on this week, so I didn't do much work, but I at least cleaned up the space because, boy, I can't work when it's a disaster. I mean, I'm with you. You're just so mm -hmm. much more productive when it, everything is in its place. So for me, it's tied to like the way that my brain is structured too. Like I have to have my environment organized so that yes. then I can settle in and do what I have to do. Yeah. Thank, thank yeah. you so much, Laura, for being here. I know you're going through a lot of stuff. So thank you so much. Well, I'm glad you called me when you had a cancellation because that it worked, you know, yeah. it, it kind of yeah. gave me something to 
to work towards. So. Oh, good. And I just, so many people like in this community are so nice and they're so giving. And it's like, you forget that everybody's got all this stuff in their life going on and they still take the time to be here for everyone. So thank you so much for that. No problem. Yeah. And I guess I always forget to introduce myself, but I'm Helen Kinson, Merge Boss. Um, the thing I'm proud of this week is um, setting up the Ohio meetup. And um, I really hope everyone can come. If you if you haven't heard about it yet, just join the Merch Money Facebook group and all the details are in there. But it's going to be in Columbus, Ohio on Sunday. And it's just like so funny how things work out. Like I've I'm going to be going to Nashville that weekend and I've been wanting to plan a meetup somewhere along the way, either in Nashville or somewhere in between Virginia and Nashville. And I just hadn't gotten around to it and I was just going to give up on it. But then Kelly out of nowhere messaged me and she's like, aren't you going to be around soon? Like, shouldn't we do a meetup? And it was just perfect. I was like, let's do it. So right then that we just set it up. And anyway, I'm really excited. And you're already getting RSVPs on going. Yeah, and then Brianna could come, and I was so shocked by that because you're not close. You know, it's still a little ways for you. So this is awesome. Everybody's helping make it happen, and I know you've been messaging people. Kelly's been messaging people, so it should be a lot of fun. I know there's people who are coming that haven't even RSVPs, so it should be a pretty good crowd. I'm excited. I can't wait to meet everybody. I can't wait either. I still have not met Brianna in person. So this I know. We're always like somehow passing. Yeah, we've been <laughs> at the same place several times, but this is the first time that like we're actually Like ships in the night. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> it's got to be our energy level, Helen. We're like, oh, where are we going now? Yeah. <laughs> like Energizer Bunny's passing each other. <laughs> yep. So anyway, so I'm really excited about that. And I'm really excited about Laura being on the show. It's just, yeah. it's it's so fun to see everybody and um, see all of their their progress. And Laura is just crushing it with with Photoshop and helping uh, so many people. So, um, how did you how did you get into print on demand, Laura? Well, I started with Teespring in 2014, and I don't even remember how I came across it. But I was like, well, I you know I can design. I'll try that, but. Well, you know, you have to drive traffic to the listings. So mm -hmm. since I stink at that, I didn't sell a lot of shirts. Um, it was fun, but I just sort of put it on the back burner. And then um, in 2016, we started doing FBA. We learned it from Chris Green like everybody does. Yep. And we were busy with that. We were actually spending the winter in Florida in our RV when we were doing FBA. And so that was kind of crazy because everything was in the in the camper. But um, when he started talking about merch, I was like, you know, that's a better thing to do on the road for one. And it's like right up my alley. So um, I applied in March of 2016 and was accepted in August, August 1st. And since we were still doing FBA, we just kind of were, we were wrapping it up basically. But so for those first few months, I didn't put much on merch. I made myself a couple shirts and, and didn't sell much. But in January 2017, then... I was like, okay, I got to start getting serious about this. And then I got into Etsy and I got a Shopify store and um, tea launch and listing stuff through Amazon Seller Central and just kind of, you know, going in all directions, probably too many directions to begin with. But um, I thought, hey, Amazon's especially, they got the built-in traffic. That's going to be much better than Teespring. And it, and it definitely has been, you know, sell a lot more. So Awesome. And what did you do before... I'm sorry, okay. Helen. I say, were you in the design field before? March yeah. 
longer before you were. So yep. you already had that eye for what could sell or what could, oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I'm still working on learning what sells because it's it's tough to design for someone else. Like, sure. I mean, there, there are people who buy things that I would buy, of course, but I also wanna, you know, appeal to the masses too. So it's not, it's not easy. I'm still figuring that out, but yeah. Aren't I started, we all? Yeah. <laughs> Started doing design right out of high school um, at a print shop slash newspaper that my dad worked at. And um, then I just mainly was at different newspapers over the years, kind of, you know, learned on the job. And the tools were a lot different back then. There was no Photoshop. It was all literally paste up, you know, you paste up the, mm -hmm. the graphics and the text. And um, then I got into Photoshop in the 90s. And since then, of course, that was a game changer. So then, you know, graphic design became much easier and much more fun. That's awesome you got into Photoshop in the 90s. So did you well, do that on your 90s. own or was that the newspaper telling you to do that or how did that work? Um, that was, yeah, through through my jobs and then I got it at home too, you know, once okay. I discovered. Cool. Um, now we know why you're such a great teacher at it. Yes. <laughs> and I totally forgot to show this. I'm, uh, you, oh, awesome. I have the pop socket that Laura uh, made for me. So awesome. cool. I don't know if you can see it very well, but it says merch money and I love it. So <laughs> thank you, Laura. Sure. Yeah, that looks good. <laughs> so, well, awesome. So you, so you have had a lot of experience with Photoshop. So what made you, um, what made you still want to start the POD group and all of that? Well, I was seeing all these people on, um, the bigger merch groups like, you know, critique my design. Why isn't it selling? You know, this is my first design ever. And, you know, I don't, I don't think most people who get into POD are, you know, have any kind of background in design. At least that, you know, that'd be my estimate of the situation. <laughs> so there was a lot of people looking for guidance and there were a couple groups that talked about um, design that were, you know, built around that idea, but they weren't very active. So I thought, you know, my background dovetails perfectly with this need. Maybe I can, maybe I can fill this niche. So I um, I had been teaching Photoshop to small groups and individuals over the years. And so I thought it's time to put it in fixed form, you know, put it on in video form so that I can use it online. So that's what, what got me to, you know, started doing that. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you did it. I know it's been such a help for so many people. I hope so. Um, yeah, Amy. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that Amy's not on here because she just absolutely loves that group and um, can't like say enough good things about it. So she's um, sweet. It's yeah. such a supportive group too. There are a lot of groups out there that um, can really tear you down if you are one of those that post you know some of those newbies that post um not so good designs and say hey what do you think and then you know yeah. so the great thing is laura is your your group's very very positive and very encouraging and i think that's great yeah i, I appreciate that about groups that i'm in too so it was like i wanted to do that for sure yeah well, I know a lot of people watching definitely want to hear your tips for Photoshop. So I know you were thinking of uh, sharing 10 of your tips. You want to okay. do that? I sure can. The thing is, they're not really Photoshop tips. Oh, sorry. I, whatever. Any tip, okay. designer tips. Yeah, tip. I've got my notebook ready. Yeah, we're ready. Any tips you want to give us, we will gladly accept. Okay. Well, just, you know, like graphic design in general, I, I kind of split it into five different 
things about design. And there's not going to be anything groundbreaking here, nothing you haven't heard before, but um, you never know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I spend a lot of time cruising around on Amazon looking at merch shirts, and you know, there's a lot of really good designers out there. There really are, but there's also a lot who could use some basics. So um, I have two tips from each kind of aspect of design, and one is fonts. So I would say don't pick a font just because you like it. It should really suit the words. So, uh, you know, fonts, you can go crazy. You, you know, we call ourselves fontaholics. We gather thousands of them. And so you want to use one, but if it doesn't suit, you know, it just isn't going to look good. So I have my little example here, if you don't mind if I show it. Yeah, yeah. of course. Anybody in my groups has seen this before um, because the word swimming, like in the top one, this is the before version, very angular, not a bad font, but it has nothing, doesn't have a swimming feel. So we changed mm. it down here, have the, uh, a font that looks more like water. Mm. Um, and then the other lines in the design, it's a nice script, but that doesn't have a swimming feel either. So we made it into a font that kind of has, kind of imitates the movement of arms and legs, you know, swimming mm. through the water. So if you if you're thinking about that when you you know thinking about your niche as you design you can come up with fonts that suit it and really drive it home and really appeal to the people who you're trying to appeal to. And so <coughs> then the related thing would be and you've probably heard this before keep it to two fonts unless you know what you're doing. So you know there's there's designs with many many lines of text and they're all different fonts and there's, you know, that can be done. That's, that's a thing, but generally you'd want to keep it to two fonts, maybe three, but it's best if you, you know, stick with one or two and that's going to keep your designs looking more uh, professional. Um, so go ahead. I have a question for you about um, the first piece there for people that maybe don't have a, a design eye or any background in graphic design, like, Blah. When I looked at, <laughs> when I I totally get what you were showing us with the with the picture. But for others like me, what would be some tips or like are there some things that we should think about when we're looking at a swimmer and going through five hundred different fonts? I know you said pick one that suits it. Like, what should we be thinking like or looking at for clues? I think the the thing that would make that easiest is if you have your fonts organized and if you have them separated so like i use font base and i've made some videos about this in the group and i put um, the fonts in different categories that i might need to look in later when i'm doing a design so like i have a water category with fonts that look watery or that you know give that impression or whatever and i have a, a scripty feminine category and a, a masculine sporty category and all the different if you if you get them all organized like that, then you your five thousand fonts becomes you know well one thousand. I did that actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did it in a Google Doc for my designers. Oh, smart. Yeah, I think we've got maybe I don't know seventy five to hundred. Um, not a lot. It's it's really not. Um, but it's helped so much when I'm looking at something and I see a a shirt I want to do, but I'm like, ooh, that's a terrible example. You know, <laughs> I don't want them to use what that person used. Yeah. And then I just refer, you know, and I come up with new ideas sometimes like spacey and like, you know, vintage. 
Yep. So if it, you know, it's going to take time to go through your fonts if you have thousands like I do, but it is so worth it. Totally a good idea because that, that'll cut down the searching time. And if you use um, WordMarket or WordMark.it, like a lot of people do, if you pay the $2 a month, you can tag your fonts. So even without a standalone program, you can, you know, tag them so that later you can search uh, certain that's cool. characteristics. Yeah, yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. So um, I can move on to colors. Then this sort of the same thing with colors as it is with fonts. Don't use them just because you like them. You know, try to take a clue from the niche. If it's water, you know, it's going to be blue. Like this up here, orange and gray, that's not, that's not water. That's not swimming. So we kept the orange down here because it's complementary to blue. But blue is, you know, going to be the obvious choice for something like that. So, you know, nature. How do people know when it's complementary? I know this one from art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks good. Is that the answer? <laughs> it looks good. can be. I mean, yeah, technically, there's a color wheel. So, the, yeah, blue and orange is complementary, right? Yeah, yep. complementary color. Yeah, yep. red and green, purple, mm -hmm. yellow. Yep. I don't know all the details, but there's a lot of good sites out there that show you. Yeah, if you look up a color wheel, it'll show you like which ones are complementary. Yeah, and if you want to do like a. I found a site at some point too where they have color combinations that are yes. that are popular. Like where you know, sometimes you'll see something on Etsy where you're like, "Ooh, that's an interesting combination." But how, where the heck they come up with that? But yeah. there's a way that, that, that that's pretty cool. But yeah. how do you merge those complementary colors with choosing the color of the shirt? Do you, do you know what I mean? If you have yeah. that blue and orange for the I'd rather be swimming. I mean, everyone's going to go, yay, black, we'll do black. But how do you, is there any type of, I don't know, advice you can give where if your color uh, colors are complementary on your text, what about for the shirt? That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of my second point is keep, oh, keeping that shirt. Yeah, brilliant. Keeping yeah. that shirt color in mind because um, it's tough to find especially if you have more than two colors, it's tough to find two that are going to show up well on all the range of shirts. Mm. So I would recommend if you, you know, if it's a design you think it's going to sell well that you're spending some time on making quality, make a light shirt version, make a dark shirt version because it's just going to be too tough otherwise mm -hmm. to cover it all. Not, I mean, you can only pick five colors anyway, but if you want to hit all the, the people who some like light, some like dark, what was the website you said word something? Word mark and then dot word it. Mark. Okay. I'll put yeah. it in chat. So yeah, that's with color. If you're more specific, it's you're gonna be able to make it look good and and not have to pick a color a shirt color that's like that you that you want you're gonna regret when it shows up as the thumbnail, you know, since you can't pick the <laughs> thumbnail, then your your designs are gonna look good on all the colors. And Laura, what if they they don't? Like I have a few designs that may look only good on three color shirts. So mm -hmm. I'm not gonna pick two other ones. I don't know yeah. if that's the wise thing to do, you know, just because I have an option for five, but I can't find two other yeah. good colors in the shirts. Well, I you know, I think that's good. I have a hard time limiting limiting it because I like you said, if there's five available, I wanna make give them as many choices, but that's what they say. Don't make, don't give the buyer too many choices that they don't choose. So that's true. Nothing wrong with that. I almost think it like a two 
to max four is probably really where people should be <laughs> listing. Only because I ran a Shopify store and noticed that it, having multiple types of apparel items on one listing, like um, t-shirt, v-neck shirt, long sleeve, whatever, it seemed like people just were like, whoa, this is too much to see ya, you know? <laughs> yeah. I found um, one of the sites, I think. Um, let me see what it's called. Color Lovers. Mm. Color is spelled like C-O-L-O-U-R. Um, and that's kind of a neat one where <clears throat> they have, it looks like they're ranked by popularity. Like you can click like or whatever, and you can scan down through which colors are complementary and kind of work together. And they're, they're rated. So yeah. I can, I'll put that in the notes. Um, there's, there's also some where you can like i'm sorry <laughs> oh sorry um there's like if you see uh a color combination you like there's sites where you can or chrome extensions where you can just it'll tell you what colors those are what the hex color codes are for whatever web page you're on so you can steal colors that way and oh that's good to know what's that website yeah what you know i don't know it off the top of my head, but it's in my it's in my PDF of. Um, I don't normally pick my own colors, but every now and then I do, and it's like I get so confused with all those numbers and yeah. letters. I'm like, I was trying to do rose gold the other day, and I'm like, looking it up online, like, what is the color combination? Yeah, <laughs> is it color code maybe? That might be it. I have several color um, websites in that PDF, so I don't remember, but. There is one, um, there's a color code that's similar, Helen, that's, uh, but it's spelled C-O-L-O-U-R, but color okay. code might be the one. Does okay. that have um, a .de on the end? Or is that a .com? That's ringing a bell, but. .de. Okay, that is what I'm thinking of then. Perfect. Oh, so then it's color... The reason um, that I've been interested in colors lately is because um, I don't know if everybody who has pop sockets uses that merge resize tool, but you can change the color background. Mm. So it doesn't have to always be black. So sometimes I want to be looking up cool different colors. And so you have to put in the, the letter. So that'll be good for me to have that website to find what the codes are. Where yeah. are you putting in the colors? So do you use Merge Resize? Yeah. Okay, so it, there's like a little circle that's black. And if you click on the black circle, a little like color things comes up and you can okay. put in any color you want. So um, I think I shared color. it in our group. I was trying to change it to rose gold. And uh, <laughs> that's where I was like, I don't know. I pulled up like three different versions of it. I'm like, which one's better? So you just pop in the hex code and it'll yep. change it. Oh, cool. I didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, so you can yeah, all the needs, uh, Not to like make him charge for it, but I think that tool is really awesome. That tool is amazing. And I I don't know. I mean, I don't know if this is secret information or not, but I think t-shirts sell just fine as pop sockets. <laughs> <laughs> and you can make it so many different colors and so many different I'm things. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, what I need to check it out now. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Sorry, so everybody. Fun. <laughs> now you're not limited to Amazon's colors; you can pick any color you want. So it's it's that. really fun. Well, was having especially with you teaching us what colors go with what topics. So like, you know, you can pick the right color. 
Oh, so you can literally just like click on it. Yeah. Okay, that's even easier. I guess I didn't realize how lazy I really am with my designs because mine are always just white. <laughs> no, sir. Some of mine are white that my designer did. And I'm like, what happened to the black background? You know, like I was totally confused. <laughs> I'm always changing up the color backgrounds, always. Yeah, I think that's a more selling point than just having white or black, unless you think specifically for that design, it'll be right better on it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm seeing like sales for the ones that aren't t-shirts. I'm seeing sales on uh, pastel colors for like specific to pop sockets. Cool. All right, sorry, we sidetracked you, Laura. <laughs> no, I'm talking about design and colors. No, well, that's the purpose. <laughs> well, I got a couple. Oh, somebody's made a sale there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Someone signed out. Sorry. <laughs> that's the pretty much sign out. <laughs> well, I got a couple tips for layout there. Um, Kind of obvious you make the most important words or graphics stand out um, not the connecting words or things that aren't as important you see uh, sometimes i've seen shirts where like the word in and 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 the are really bigger than the other words and i'm like that doesn't really make sense um, and also don't just throw everything on a design willy-nilly it should have some sort of structure um, you don't have to like left align it or center align it or right align it but it should have some purpose to it. You should be putting information on there consciously um, in a way that makes sense. Um, it does seem like, you know, sometimes I see shirts that are just like design vomit where it's just all bleh, <laughs> you know, I've makes, never makes heard that. Sense. That was the word in my head. And then you said it. And I was like, exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> oh. it's horrible, but... my shirts and says, wow, that's design vomit. <laughs> I look at some early ones I had designed and I'm like, oh yeah. That's what that was. <laughs> well, I have those too. Oh, that just really struck me as funny, Laura. <laughs> Laura, do you have any um, suggestions for non-designers to figure out what looks okay layout-wise? Like, you know, I would say, like, for me, when I started, it was like, fine, I'll just type it in like this. I'll <laughs> Yeah. I didn't know what else yeah. to do. Well, let's play with like the, you know, the art. Curvature. Yeah. Um, so it, are there websites or, or courses or just something that you would suggest for those that are new to like get their feet wet a little bit in that and get comfortable? I think that layout is like composition and layout is one of the things that trips a lot of people up. It really does. It, because I've gotten that question so much. Like, how do I know where to put this stuff? Yeah. And, you know, what I recommend is just, First, just get the stuff up there, you know, vomit it up there, whatever, <laughs> just so that it's on the document. And then, you know, you can play with different ideas. And like in the course, I do have um, some suggestions. Actually, I'm not sure if I put this in the in the pod life group for everybody too, but uh, like different things that you can do layout wise, like like using arches or making the entire thing, words and graphics, form a a shape on the shirt or um, using like photography uh, rules, like making, leading the eye to the important part of the, you know, of the design, stuff like that. So there's, there's several different things that 
maybe your design will fall into one of them or you can just you know move them around and be like okay this maybe maybe tilting the whole thing on its side is is what's going to work or maybe putting it in a circle and the graphic in the middle or so there you know if you have these different possibilities in mind then you're you can probably tell if your design is going to lend itself to one of those would you say that there's like an easier way to cut the learning curve if you were just looking at other designs constantly and training your eyes for like what's selling does that help I, th I think so. And I think the befores and afters really help too. <laughs> and I, a lot of people are liking those too, you know, because you can see like a lot of people will say, if I throw something up there and say, what would you change about this? And some people comment, it looks fine. But then when you put the improved version on there, they're like, oh, then I can see mm -hmm. what made it better, why it's better. Okay. So I, I think that is true. Looking at selling designs and looking at um, makeovers like that. I think that can really help people. I think that would definitely help people without, without much of a graphic design background because I can remember yeah. like in art, my tree did not look like everyone else's <laughs> And I look at it and I'm like, yeah, it does. But then when you put them up next to each other, it becomes very obvious that there were some details missing. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. I like some of the comments. I'm in the chat right now. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm like so bad at keeping up with the chat. But a lot of people are like, oh my God, I need to check for design vomit. They're just <laughs> so. Missy said that, Planet Gene Bug. Yeah. <laughs> I and think then that's, Matthew um... Pate's asking if, if we got if we brushed up on our German. <laughs> We're gonna need that soon. I think looking at your old stuff is a good indicator of how much more attuned your eyes are too. Like, yes. I, I look at stuff from like a year ago, even and I'm like, yeah. wow, I can't believe I even sold that. <laughs> you have them still up what, every once in a while. One of mine will sell, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you're like cringing. Yeah, like, like I should pull it down. <laughs> I am the same way. I'm the same way because I'm. I've just evolved so much, and I'm like, oh, that's sold. Gosh. <laughs> But you know what? A lot of the shirts on Merch Informers like Top 1000 are really bad. I'm sure Lauren notices like they're just terrible designs. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I think it's a combination. I think that's why we all need to work together. Because like Laura said in the beginning, it's like design is just one element of it. Oh, it's yeah. like, how do you design for specific people? So you got to have mm -hmm. the right words on there you got to have something that's funny you got to have something that's catchy you got to you know the right keywords so there's a lot the lot that goes into making a shirt sell you definitely have to leave yourself out of it like i'm a type of person wearing a graphic tee i like my stuff small but that's not what sells big sells so i'm like okay well michelle you're not selling to yourself you gotta make everything big what are you, yeah. wicked smart? <laughs> oh my God, that was perfect, Amy. <laughs> she uh, was Boston showing. Michelle, when you get when you get fired up, like you're making a point, the Boston comes out. <laughs> but it's, I know, oh it's God. like, oh, it comes out of me. Um, but it's true though, you know, and, and yeah. <laughs> oh, but, I just wanted know, to say that. <laughs> Good well, point. I threw her off completely. <laughs> I know, sorry, sorry. I'm, all, I'm all messed up. 
Glenn says if it sells, it isn't bad. I agree with Glenn. <laughs> That's my dad. He knows everything. Yeah. No, but he's right. I mean, because honestly, guys, do we want to be like amazing designers with stuff that doesn't sell? Or do we want to be like decent eyeballs for stuff that well i think sell. i think that's why we try to have all the different people on the show because it's it everybody has a piece of the pie like mm -hmm. good design is important but you also have to have all the other pieces so and also when people are pulling like uh lists of top selling designs um remember that it's really just a snapshot in time Mm -hmm. So even right. though there's total crap designs up there sometimes, it might just be because someone had a good connection with, I don't know, like a soccer team or something. Mm. And they gave that link out. And for a short period of time, those sales were popping. And then that thing never sells again. So yeah. there's so many other variables that can come into play. There's so many variables. And you don't know if they're running ads and they're losing money on every single sale. Like some <laughs> people go nuts with like Facebook ads or AMS ads or all this stuff. So, I mean, everybody just has to like focus on their own business and, and do the best they can. But uh, Alan was asking if, um, what design platforms do you all use and did you have a huge learning curve? So maybe directed at Laura. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm pretty much exclusively Photoshop and Illustrator and getting into Procreate with the iPad too, which is a lot of fun. But um, it, you know, it is a steep learning curve, but I guess when you learn it gradually over the course of your job, it doesn't seem so bad. So I haven't been in the position of having to learn it quick, like for POD. So, you know, it can be, can be intimidating. I know. That's a good point about having to learn it fast, faster. Yeah. I think it depends on your interest level too. Like I think if um, Amy was here, like she, she loves that part. Like she loves a design piece, you know? You're gonna learn it quicker if you love it, and mm -hmm. that's true. Mm. Yeah, but I th I think people, if they can get over that intimidation factor of these big workhorse programs, they're really not that bad. Especially if you can follow directions, you know, mm -hmm. click this, do this, do this, and that's actually the easy part because what we're talking about the design, yeah. that's the tough part. That's true. So, but uh, Michelle, I wanted to ask you, talking about size, you said big cells because that was. I had a couple points under size. And what I was gonna say is don't make the design a full 15 inches wide because it seems like it kind of just starts disappearing under the arms a bit. Oh, right, right, right. Or if on a, like on a 2X or a 3X shirt, the design is like, you know, humongous. <laughs> so I, there's gotta be a, a, you know, happy medium there. I kind of keep mine at about 11 or 12 inches wide. What do you guys do? I think, I think a lot of people like to wear it smaller, but the problem is, is that you're competing against all these other mm -hmm. shirts and you have a thumbnail to work with. Yes. So if you go small, the, your shirt's going to get passed over and someone's going to click on the big, huge, enormous, like one that's not going to look as good when they get it, but they saw it and they didn't see yours. So yeah. you got to, you got to make it a little bigger. Like you don't want returns, but you got to right. use that thumbnail space. Right. right. When I say make it bigger, like I usually just like, I can't really say, but I kind of like it. I like a small graphic personally, but that's not what sells. I notice, you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's the, it's the bigger ones. I don't mean like totally huge. So it's under the armpits, but, <laughs> but yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's a bigger look. Those seem to sell. Mm -hmm. Cause sometimes what I'll do is on certain designs, I'll make it a little smaller and then I'll make a bigger one. And I find it's the bigger one that sells. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I think it's literally the real estate it takes up. On I, I think so too, because I think I think every a lot of people are like you, where they technically they like the smaller, but that's not what they're buying because they're not mm. noticing it. The smaller one yeah. doesn't stand out. So they're subconsciously <laughs> clicking on the big obnoxious, like colorful <laughs> one and then they get it and they're like, oh my God, what about this? Yeah, <laughs> probably, right? That's yeah. Yeah, I think, I think one thing too, if they had halfway decent mock-ups like Teespring, a la Teespring, you know, <laughs> come on Amazon. I think that would improve sales across the board. Absolutely. Um, even with the wrinkled, I don't know. Some of them just look like baggy tents. I'm like, that's so unflattering. Like, yeah. what woman is going to shop and look at the standard and be like, yeah, that's what I want. You know, <laughs> I, I'm almost like, that was one thing I, I didn't like the premium for a women's fit because of the returns, but at least the premium has a better mock-up, yeah. my opinion. Yeah. It's like a normal shirt anyway. CM <laughs> Elizabeth has a question for you, Laura. Uh, he said, does Laura have any go-to fonts? Oh, I, well. They're trying to get all your secrets from you. Yeah, I, I love fonts so much that I don't know if I can pick. She anything. can't pick <laughs> one of her ones down, then you can't do that. Never right. down to like two. <laughs> it's like me trying to make a Microsoft Word document. <laughs> Give us font 746. What is it? No. Yeah. <laughs> Go. I do find myself going back to the to the same ones, um, but there are so many of those that I go back to that it's still hard to. You probably have like a favorite a in each big category. Right. Yeah, exactly. a favorite sport one, a favorite. What about girly like one? A, a script one, a girly kind of? Um, I like uh, Hug Honey. It's got um, lots of glyphs too, so you can make it kind of fancy, typography. So that's one that comes to mind. If um, if if you are not well versed in fonts, is there like a font cool kids club that people can go check out? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, font I, for dummies. <laughs> I have not been invited at all to that club. I Somebody either. has left me out. <laughs> I get most of mine now from uh, all my shirts between Comic Sans. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Berkshire Wash. <laughs> I don't even know. I just like, oh man, I don't know what. I create my fonts constantly, though. I'll think of a design and then I'll do it, and then I'll go, oh, that font looks horrible. Quick, let me change it. Let me do another one. That's oh, a little better. And sometimes it's like third, third or fourth time. I'm like, oh, that's it. That's the one. For some reason, I, maybe it's me. Yeah, sometimes it, when you when it clicks, you know it, when it clicks. Yeah. <laughs> Not always the first one that comes to my head. Creative Fabrica has that 300 days of freebies. I don't know if you guys are on that list, but every day there's a free font. What Creative Fabrica. Oh, cool. So that's where I'm getting most of mine. A lot of them sort of seem to repeat or they're very similar. And if I feel like I can recreate it in um, Procreate, keep my own spin on it, I'll skip it. But I've gotten a lot of good ones. I can't imagine amazing. ever being to the level where I'm like, oh, I'm going to put my own spin on this font. <laughs> I can't either. I was just thinking that, Helen. I'm going, wow, I'm so far beneath you, Laura. <laughs> no. I mean, that's what we're going to do a Monday morning. <laughs> we're going to just like be after the merch meetup, just be like, oh, my gosh. We figured Why it out. Fonts together we're, we're putting gonna... our own spin on fonts now. <laughs> Yeah, well, when you're a font nerd, I want to start yeah. making those fonts, really. You should. That would be amazing. Yeah. 
I would too. Yes. Well, then I'm going to have to work on that. <laughs> You'll have to come back when you, when you've done that yeah. on the show again. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next one about size is um, I would think about your, when you're creating a design, think about whether you might use it on something bigger someday, like a shower curtain or a duvet cover or a wall hanging. And if you're using Photoshop, make it big to begin with. You can always shrink it down for a shirt or a pop socket. But if you make a design for a pop socket and then later you want to put it on a shower curtain, not going to work. Not an issue if you're using Illustrator because that's vector. Um, you can resize it without losing quality. But if you're using Photoshop, just maybe stop for a second before you design. And is this something graphical, something cool that would look good on, you know, like on a bedspread? Then create it at that large size. And then you can shrink it down for everything else. And then I just had a couple of general tips. One is to have a family member or a friend look at your design. They may notice something right away that you became blind to because you've been looking at it and looking at it. Um, and sometimes they'll, they'll see, well, this, the entire shape looks weird, or this is what I thought it was when I first saw it, or I can't read that font. So those things sometimes will just go right over your head if you've been you know, working on it, but somebody else can see it. And related to that is the other tip, the last one is sleep on it. I know most of the time I design and upload right away, but if you can, it's great to design, upload those the next day. And then the ones you design that day, upload those the next day. Cause it seems like whenever you open it up the next day, you're like, oh, I could make that better. Mm. Something occurs to you that you didn't think of before. It's almost, it almost always happens. So if you have the situation where you can do that, design one day, upload the next, and you might have a brilliant brainstorm that makes it really pop, so. That's a great idea. Yeah, that is a great idea. Another um, tip about like showing your friends and family, another thing I heard is like, when you have it uploaded, if you're on the page that shows your shirt, but it shows all the other shirts on that same page on Amazon, have your friends and family pick out which one they like the best on that yeah. page. Cause then it'll help you see like, are you up to par with the other designers? Like is yours being lost in the mix? Mm -hmm. Like, do they even see it? Just be like, keep picking the next one. Oh man, mine was the last one yeah. picked. Yep. Yeah, it, it helps you be able to see like, you know, what are, are your designs, you know, gonna yeah. sell. You need other people's sure eyes because you're going to be fine. 432. <laughs> <laughs> you have to show it to them, right? Wouldn't you upload so you get at least that new smell yeah. uh, from Amazon? You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Nowadays, it's hard to, that advice is back in the earlier days where it's easier to find your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the top 10, guys. Without, oh, that, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Without being able to show you screen, I can't show you, you know, Photoshop stuff, but hopefully those help. That does help. General. I think those are great tips. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, keep it simple, you know, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> My husband's been watching all these um, cooking, uh, YouTube cooking channels. And, you know, a lot of times they'll have a shirt on it and it's just plain text. And I'm like, they went to Amazon and they bought that shirt like just plain text. Why am I making this so complicated? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
And I know, Amy, you're in the low-hanging low system, right? Yeah. And that's the idea there is keep it simple. And it's tough to do when you like design. You want to make it all fancy, but... Especially coming from the ads background, because I mean, how challenging is it to sell a product on Facebook ad with just text? <laughs> you know, you have to have something that pops out of the newsfeed a little bit. But that being said, like one of my best sellers was pretty much a text design with very minimal uh, graphic elements, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, it, I think it boils down to the message, you know, at least 75, 80 percent. My top sellers are um, have moved from just text to essentially just text with, like you just said, just a few little details, but they really aren't anything mm -hmm. that enhance the meaning of it. They're more like just decorative details. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard to know because it's like I was thinking about it. I was thinking that most of mine are text and they sell better than the graphic ones. But then I was like, my text shirts I got from Brianna and Brianna did the keywords. So I'm like, I feel like her keywords are better than my keywords. So I've been <laughs> I've been uh, buying designs where I have to do all the keywords for it. And they're beautiful designs, but I'm putting the keywords. And I'm like, you know what? It might not be the graphic. It might be that I'm just not as good at keywords. And that's why they're not selling as well. So there's so much you have to balance and see, like, where is the problem? Mm -hmm. um, so it's just one of those balancing acts. You got to keep learning. You could yeah. try like dumbing it down, like have another designer that you hire just on a per design basis, try mm -hmm. to just make a simplified version and then use all the same keywords and everything. Then yeah. you can really test it. Yeah, I will have to really That's test it. One of them has done amazing. So that very first one I talked about the unicorn that just keeps selling every day. Like that one's good. But some of the other ones, they just haven't quite caught on. So it's just like, okay, where's the issue? It's cute. Like, is it just a saturation? You know, I just have saturation, to go yeah. back and look and see. Like, I was talking to the Merch Money ladies about this earlier where I was just like, you know, everybody asked me for design critiques and I'm able to easily look at theirs and be like, oh, do this, do that, do that. And then I'm like, wait, I need to go do that to my shirts. <laughs> you know, you got to critique your own stuff sometimes. Uh, I think there had been a question. Oh, uh, Photoshop over Illustrator even for Laura? For me, that's what I'm more comfortable with. So I use it most of the time. But um, going back to that thing about making stuff bigger for other products, mm -hmm. Illustrator would definitely be the, the way to go there. But I think it's just whatever you're comfortable with. I think they, you know, they both have their, their advantages. And of course, you can, you know, make them work together. Mm -hmm. um, so you can go back and forth. Like if you had yeah. the AI file, you can move it to PSD. Yeah, like you can copy something from Illustrator, paste it into Photoshop. And then if you if you paste it as a smart object, you go back into Illustrator and change it later. When you go into photo Photoshop, it'll automatically update. Okay. Like you can have a portion of your design over in Illustrator and then you know, link them together that way. So Thank goodness for a creative yeah. cloud because I'm like, yeah. I had a bunch of designs early on that were PSDs and then my more recent uh, designers that use AI. So I was like, I gotta have somebody that has both. And I had both just cause I pay for like the um, videographer software, like Premiere mm. Pro and stuff. I was like, just give me the whole suite. <laughs> I'll take everything you got. <laughs> Darlene says she's learned so much from your class. Oh, nice. Darlene Cribs. Hi Darlene. 
Oh, Michelle commented about the Facebook images of text. Yeah, Facebook does not like, um, if you run ads, they do not like a picture with too much text. Because I think what it is, I think they think that you are trying to convince people with a bunch of text in your picture. Like, it's, they don't even recognize that it's a shirt. They just recognize that uh, more than, I think it, what is it, 27%? Some weird number, yeah. It's like over that certain number, if, if there's more than that that's text, then they're gonna usually reject it. Or I have had it actually say, it just limits your um, your post. Like it, it's not gonna be shown to as many people. Most of the time I would just ignore it and it would I would do just as fine. I think they just wanna warn people because they don't like it, but <laughs> I'm like, who cares? I'm gonna sell it. <laughs> Well, Lori, did you want to do talk about your uh, design critique um, Facebook group, and then and then weren't you going to do a giveaway too? Yeah. The, yeah. Yep. Anybody who wants can join the um, the POD slash merch critique group. You can post a screenshot. No live links, of course, um, or you can comment on someone else's. And first, we keep it polite and professional, and not you know this design stinks, but give a reason why. <laughs> it might not work or, you know, what you would do to make it better. And, um, but some people are, you know, are understandably nervous about putting their stuff in a, in a group with other people who might be copycats. So um, I was going to offer some private critiques to a couple of winners, maybe up to three designs each. Um, if they can answer some quiz questions. Perfect. Oh, so, now we'll see who is paying attention. Who's uh -oh. winning? We, we have um, a competitive crowd here, though. I know. I know. We got to be careful because sometimes <laughs> people are not happy if, if, yeah. <laughs> if they I lose. Yeah, Everybody's just fast. They're and no more than one winner, right? In other words, like the same person can't win twice. So they're not Sounds getting good. Six, yeah. six critiques. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty easy. So what was the first POD I ever tried? Oh, I know that answer. That's a good one. <laughs> Did you guys get that? What was the first print on demand that Laura tried? There's like a delay of like, I don't know, it was like 30 seconds, I think. Yeah. 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 Oh, body Ooh. and beta. Yep. Good job. Teespring was the answer. Yep. Awesome. So how do they connect with you, Laura? Um, they can just, yeah, message me. Um, I don't, are you linking the groups? so that they I, all, Yeah, all the groups that. are in the uh, description. So right, okay. Um, okay. you can so, yeah. connect through the groups or just message. And okay, my second question is, what month and year was I accepted to merge? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I know that one. Oh, I remember. Me I too. remember. <laughs> and I know why I remember. <laughs> I'm surprised I remember that. That's a funny coincidence. I remember that, and I remember the date you took it seriously and really started going. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's going to be your next question, probably. Oh, body and beta is Tony uh, Sheldon. Good job, Tony. August 2016, right? I don't think anybody got it, actually. Oh, <laughs> nobody got it. Yeah. Nobody got it. I just threw it. I remembered it because that oh, was the same month I got accepted. There we go. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were saying Mitzi. Mitzi was close, but she was talking about when you applied. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, however you guys want to do it, you could do a different question or. Yeah, maybe. Since I blew it there. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we didn't get it. 
Um, or if you guys have any ideas. Maybe one of the tips. How about your go-to font? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that is a good one. Good one, Who <laughs> oh, was taking notes? So what, what was Laura's go-to font that she gave us? Oh, somebody said Doreen got it. I do see Doreen said August 2016. That's weird. Her comment came in like way later. Was that after I? I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then Mitzi just got Mitzi Taylor got. Uh, I think it got it right. I, I, I think that's what I wrote. So <laughs> that's what my notes say. <laughs> yeah, so Mitzi won one of them, I guess. Yep. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So, do, well, should we go with? Uh, Real quick, Ariana said she did see somebody typed August 2016 before we said it. Might have yeah, been like a good one. We could give it to Doreen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sounds so that's good. Three. Awesome. Awesome. Do you want all three of them to contact you, Laura. Is that how we're doing it? Yeah. Yep. Just message me and okay. do a private critique where they don't have to show anybody else. Perfect. Awesome. That'll be awesome. All right. Well, did you want to say anything else? I know you're doing the, um, well, tell a little about the POD squad. What, what did they learn? What, what is the, the benefits of being in that group? Well, just, uh, just lots of tutorials doing actual designs for the most part, because I think that's the most helpful when you can actually do something um, not just a boring recitation of, okay, that's what this tool does, and this is what this tool does. And I mean, that's boring and you don't get anything done. So we generally, we make designs and when it's, you know, when those tutorials are done, we give that design away in the group in a giveaway. And um, I just realized it's getting kind of dark in here. Can you still see me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can still see you. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what we do. And then, you know, try to have contests and challenges and stuff like that. And um, you can ask me to to do a certain um, effect or whatever too. You know, I have a list, a running list of things people want to learn how to do. So I just tailor the tutorials toward that. Um, but That's this awesome. Stuff, you know, anything that I was going to talk about after, because it's what what the group members need to learn. That's the most important. So I remember I was watching one of the videos, and it was I I was just happened to be on there and I was like, wait a second, she's designing a shirt for merch uh marketing mayhem girl, I think was the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It, it just happened to be the one I was watching and I was like, wait, she's talking about merch money. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just worked out to fit that in there. So yeah. So all right. Awesome. And then I know you added the pot young uh young podpreneurs. What was it? Am yep. I saying it right? Yeah, okay. I think the young podpreneurs program. So Basically, with any adult purchase of the course, um, a young person can get access for free, whether that's their child, grandchild, nephew, uh, neighbor kid they babysit for, or big brothers, big <laughs> sisters, or you know somebody that in a mentorship kind of situation where they can both kind of learn together. Because I think it's a great thing for kids to learn. Um, I know a lot of them use apps for, you know, for designing, but if they learn Photoshop and Illustrator, that's a great skill that's going to do um, a lot for them in the future, whether they decide to work for themselves or not. Mm. You know, that's a great skill. So I know um, Amy's Amy's two boys are trying it. 
And oh, cool. um, Monty World's son is going to give it a shot. He was excited <laughs> about it. So we've got four four kids in there so far. And I think it's nothing awesome. to update yet, but it's just you know just kind of a pilot program to see if it works and see if people like it. So cool. yeah, I think it's great. And it'll prepare them if they decide to go into graphic design in college or something like you're you're not gonna be able to just go on your app like they're gonna make you learn all these tools yeah. so it's, it's a good head start yeah. and it's planting a seed for something that they might do want to go into right and mm -hmm. proposing them to something that hey this is something i have a talent in and you know i think that's great laura i even think of it too no matter where they go or what they do or what path they go down having this in their back pocket to supplement is like amazingly valuable mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, because if you learn those color combinations and you learn all of that stuff, like that helps with marketing. If they go into marketing, it helps with anything just to see if it looks good and catches yeah. people's attention. So, And there, sure. there's just so many regular nine to fives where that's a valuable thing to know how to do, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and, it, you know, I help my nephews do some shirts and some friends, kids, and boy, they're so excited when their shirt is up there for sale. And a couple of them have had you know other people buy the shirt that they designed for themselves and they're just so excited because it's validating you know yeah somebody liked my design enough to buy it so yeah i yep. think it's fun well thank you so much for being on the show today laura i really no appreciate problem. it we have there any last things you want to say or anything that we forgot well i don't think so but if anybody has any you know questions or problems or did we miss anything in the chat anybody amy I think that was it I think that's it. So guys, make sure you click on the links. We have her, um, there's a there's a Facebook group for, that anyone can join and then there's her paid POD program um, and, then the and a YouTube groups. channel. I put you, I have to oh. check that out. I didn't know you had a YouTube channel. I so. just started, there's only one video. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, if Not you all story. subscribe, then you guys start putting more videos up. Yes, that's definitely, right. definitely. Well, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Oh, awesome. thank you so much, Laura. You gave thank us such you. great tips. Yeah. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. We'll see you next Monday. Everybody see you next week. Bye. Bye.